Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Ajnana Timarandasya Gananjana Shalakaya. Daksur Unmalatamyena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha. Sri Chaitanya Mano Bishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale <coughs> Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Sapadantikam Vanchakalpa Tarubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Vayevacha Patitanam Bhavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Siadvaita Gadadhar Shivas Adigor Bhakta Brinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Well, it's Govardhan Puja, um, at least here. Um, Greetings from Basant Falls. I'm in my country residence. Um, and uh, pandem pandemic adjustment. I was in Vrindavan and uh, even here, I don't think people brave festivals. There is a little one happening down the street, but really no one's coming. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. But as Srila Rupa Goswami says, if you can't live in Vrindavan, physically you can live in your mind. And we're doing that. I will definitely, after lunch, take a Govardhan Prikram in my mind, walk out of the Iskan Ashram, make a left, go past Dhanivartana Kund. Livartana Kund, Livartana returned that where the tax was returned, where the gopis got revenge on Krishna, famous tax pastime and dying, and walk a little bit and then go on the inside path and walk through Anayur and pass by Govinda Kund, where Indra offered his um, beg forgiveness for Krishna for his mistake walk further and go to Punchadi, Navalakund, Apsarakund, walk around the hill, pass by um, Mukarvinda, Jatipur, come to the town of Govardhan, Make a left, walk down past Uddhava Kund and Uddhava Bihari, go to Radha Kund, circulate Radha Kund, take another left, go straight past Kusum Sarovra, and then into the town of Govardhan. See Hari Dave, the original deity that Krishna's great-grandson Vrajanabha established 
when he repopulated Govardhan. Um, and then go back to the ashram and have a Govardhan feast. But it's all based on the mind. We, we go to Vrindavan because it helps the mind. But it's all based on the mind. So it's really nice to hear that Leela. And it's interesting, we'll begin that Leela. Where does it actually begin? It really begins in the previous chapter. And if those of you who are scholars of Krishna book, you know that the last chapter before Govardhan Leela, chapter 23, is wives of the Brahmins delivered. And that made a big impression on Krishna because he saw that these Brahmins were worshiping God or having a sacrifice without the real understanding of the sacrifice. The sacrifice of knowledge is better than the sacrifice of work. Yagya Vai Vishnu, it's Vishnu, and, and the cowherd boys came, and, and these ritualistic Brahmins, they didn't even say Om. Om means yes. They didn't even acknowledge Krishna. Badram the cowherd boys came and said, this is auspicious, we're offering service to Krishna. So Krishna saw the behavior of these Brahmins and he saw how ritual can become dry and empty if you don't know what the intention or purpose of that ritual is. And the purpose of the ritual is to bring us closer to God. It's not just to get material things or it's not just ordinary Religiosity, dharmasya, yapavargasya, nartato yapakalpe. Dharma is meant for liberation. So any type of religious activity that is not connected to awakening that spirit of devotion, even indirectly, if it's not connected, then dharma swanushtita pumsam even if it's svanushtita, even if it's so expertly done. Dharma svanushtita pumsam vivik sena katat no padiyed yati ritim. No padiyed yati ritim. No padiyed rati. If it doesn't lead to rati, it is useless. Shrama eva he kevalam. Eva only, he certainly. Kevalam only, only, he only, certainly. It is Shrama, it has absolutely no, no value. So in Leela, that made an impression with Krishna. How useless are these sacrifices when they are obviously disconnected from their intention? Oh, 
of all the Vedas, I am to be known. So that's the purpose. So after Krishna sees this, he comes back and what's happening? His father is doing a ritualistic sacrifice to Indra. Now, his father is pious, obviously Nanda Maharaj, but even his example is pious because it's showing gratitude, which is the first budding symptom of real awakened consciousness. He's exhibiting gratitude. It's good. They just don't take things. They, they offer things and they're thankful for those who give them. So that's a good quality, but it wasn't good enough because one man's food is another man's poison. I give you an example. It's just like when I'm in America, you know, I go to a relative, a nice person, they eat meat. It's not like, wow, he's a meat eater. But if I'm in India, Bharate Bhumate Hoyla Manusha Janmayara Janma Sartaka Kara Kara Pavupakara Bharate Bhuma Hoyla Manusha Janmakara It's the land of piety. When, when I meet an Indian and they're a meat eater, I say, you should know better. Like a child and an adult, a child may do something and, and you say don't do it, but the same thing that an adult does then he's more culpable. Even in the science of forgiveness, when someone does something to you, first you should see how culpable they are. And one thing may be done deliberately, one thing may be done because the person's just impulsive. You, one, one, one thing a person may do to you, you may feel compassion because the person is just so much suffering. What is he doing? And another person, you may get angry because it's so devious and planned. So obviously there's a connection between what you do and the intention behind it. Actually, that's the whole purpose of bhakti. It's not just chanting Hare Krishna. It, it's, it's the intention that it carries. course, there's some intention to chant Hare Krishna, but there's more intention when you do it with intention. So Krishna wanted to stop this and establish exclusive worship of himself. So he started to, you know, ask his father, why are you doing this? And his father explained, well, you know, we're, we're cowherd men and we depend on the cows and the cows depend on the grass and the grass depends on the rain. And therefore, this is very
This is very important. And then Krishna, it was very interesting, he sits on his father's lap and he preaches against it. But his intention is just to stop it, not to establish a philosophical point. So he, he begins to preach karma mamamsa philosophy, which means that the ultimate ruler is karma, the law of karma, um, has nothing to do with worship. And actually one time I was in Jayapur and I was visiting this with the devotees there that were in charge of the temple, I was visiting an astrologer, a householder. He was evidently a good astrologer and I was talking to him. And then the guru of the astrologer came in and it was like amazing. You know, he had, he was very fat, but like portly, portly with a buggle bundy. It's, when you're a little overweight, you can get these shirts where you tie in the sides if you gain more weight you don't have to buy a new shirt you can just loosen it it's not the original purpose it's, it's to keep warm you put one and then you put like this and tie it and then they started to feed him and he started to you know they were it was their guru and he just started to eat and they were serving him crackers and i got something in my left eye They were serving him crackers and different foods and he was eating and samosas and and then he looked at me and he saw here was a Vaishnava. And he looked at me with such arrogance and said, what is the use of your worship? With just one puja on Swati Nakshastra, the results will come. I saw it firsthand how they believe. based on karma. And you can do rituals that have results. It's not just based on God. So, so Father, why are you worshiping any God? Just do your duties and, 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 and work is worship. That's another philosophy in India that Krishna preached. Work is worship. Just do your work and the results will come. In this way, Krishna preached six different philosophies that didn't necessitate a worship of God because your activity itself, according to these philosophies, which are very popular, will induce the result. And the astrologer could say, just look at the charts of karma. It's gonna come by your past activity. It's not gonna change. You can worship God all you want. That's what you're gonna get. And we see that sometimes. I had some amazing experiences with astrologers that predicted, predicted different things. But one time I was, there was one sannyasi from the Gaudiya Math from Spain. I forgot his name, but we became friends. 
and he was a disciple of Srila Sridhar Maharaj, so it was kind of akin. And he was quite substantial and quite learned. I think he was even staying with me. And then I had another friend who was an astrologer. But my friend's chart had a weak Jupiter, so he, he lacked some kind of wisdom. So the guy was showing me his chart, and this other astrologer came over and said, wow, look at that combination coming up in four months. You better be very careful. And then the person died in a car crash. But our philosophy is karmani near the hati kintuchva, that bhakti wipes out karma. And our understanding is, is karma is to purify you. It's God's way of seeing who you are and creating circumstances in the future to give you the experiences that, uh, uh, that, that, that give you lessons that you can't learn by hearing. That's what karma is. If we can learn by hearing, there would be no need of the law of karma. So it's meant to purify us. So even if you surrender to God, he may still use the law if, if, if you need those experiences, but it's under him. Because it's under him, he can change it also. Although it usually doesn't change. Or it changes in terms of what your experience is. Because if, you have a, if you're Krishna conscious, and you see things coming from God, then you don't get into the world of duality of happiness and distress. It's all coming from God. Slander, praise, health, sickness, happiness, distress. But anyway, Krishna and, and, and convinced them that best we worship Govardhan Hill. And, and, and you know, they're so attract when you're attracted to someone you accept their authority it means you want to please them. You want to please them. So the parents just look at this young, beautiful boy. I mean, how cute is Krishna? There's nothing you can do about it. He is all attractive. That is our theological conception of God. There's a God. God is all attractive. And what does that mean? Think of anything you're attracted to and multiply it by a billion times. That's what attraction to God is. That's what the pleasure is of looking at him. That's how his beauty affects our consciousness. And they couldn't resist. Okay, and then Krishna told them what to do. You have this sacrifice for Govardhan Hill. And then they began to cook. And Krishna instructed them what to do. You go on Parikram. This is where Parikram comes. That's why if you go around in a, a cart, it's still Parikram. That's what the residents of Vrindavan did. And Krishna told them to dress up nicely. Make it festive, because the more festive it is, the more glorification goes to Krishna. 
Therefore, even dressing nicely is a service for Krishna in a festival because it makes it festive. And we do it to please Krishna. I was mentioning reading in the story of Yomasura why Krishna let him get away with all the things he got away with is because he was dressed in a, as a Vaishnava. Same thing with Putin, she was dressed as a Vaishnava, she was dressed as a gopi. So dress up nicely for the pleasure of Krishna. There's even one type of liberation, it's not the kind of liberation that we want, in fact, we don't aspire for it because it's still min mixed with some type of tinge, although one transcends the emote, that's called sarupya mukti, where you get the form of God or you become God's associate because God walks around and he has an entourage and the entourage is very beautiful. Part of the glory of Krishna. And he's got the best friends. So the anakut, Anakut means mountain of food. And they had lakes cooking with sweet rice. I've seen how this is done in India. I saw them dig a hole, like a swimming pool, and line it with burlap and some kind of fire, and then have like a pool of sweet rice cooking thousands of people and someone walking along the side stirring it. Indians really know how to cook for festivals. I used to have these, I used to be in charge of the festivals on Govardhan Puja and Prabhupada's disappearance day. I was a manager of the project, but the kitchen was my portfolio, one of my portfolios. And we used to organize the greatest feasts ever with all-star cooks. I love making teams. We had Vibhu Chaitanya, this great, great saint. He was the cook for the deities in Iskand, self-effulgent Acharya. Everyone recognized him as the highest Vaishnava. And we had Vibhu Govinda Swami, who was an incredible cook. Even at, when Prabhupada, in his last days, he was asking how the devotees are eating. Just say that. He wasn't thinking of himself. And we were so poor, you didn't have a budget for the kitchen and you had to cook on coal stoves. But everyone was satisfied. And Naratamananda, who was the head Bichari in Mumbai, a, a god brother, he was cooking something. And, and Sarvabhavana, uh, a friend of Bhakti Trumaraj, they became devotees together. But the one thing we didn't cook was the puris for like 2,000 people. And here these two Hawais cooks come in. And I said, where's your crew? We got 2,000 people to make puris and you're late. They say, don't worry. And then they start. And you know, the feast starts and you know, there's hot puris, they know. So they had mountains of puris, lakes of sweet rice, and all kinds of food. I remember there, now I remember this. I was in Vrindavan. When Prabhupada was in Vrindavan, it was Govardhan Puja, and they had they had a budget feast for the, the they had a budget feast for the um 
I just remember this. If I, I, it would be gone forever. I don't think anybody remembers this. They had a budget feast for Governor Putin. Prabhupada heard about it. He said, no, you make every preparation in Krishna book. Every preparation in Krishna book Prabhupada wanted. And Prabhupada sent down Pradyumna with the Krishna book, like he's Prabhupada's pandit, to see that everything was cooked. And he sent, I think her name was Palika, who was Prabhupada's personal cook. Weren't that many people there, but I remember eating that feast. I don't think devotees today know what a samosa tastes like. I don't think you know. The only person I know that still knew how to make them was Patarajni. She passed away. The inside is very dark, almost black. It's made with peas and cauliflower, and they're kind of roasted in a particular way. These potato samosas, I mean, there's a way, and it's fried and so soft. Gulabjabans. You know, when you eat one of those feasts, there's a story of, of, of the Brahmin who was starving and the only house was a Muslim. So yeah, he was so hungry, he said, okay, but he was going to lose his caste. But it wasn't a good lunch. And he said, I lose my caste and still I'm hungry. Well, if I had a health problem and I ate that, I could say, well, I lose my health, but I'm not hungry. I mean, it was great. So they made that, and then Krishna said, I am Govardhan Hill. And then Krishna manifest as Govardhan Hill. And Krishna himself was watching himself. And then the big figure ate all those mountains of puris and mountains of samosas and mountains of maturapeta and mountains of ladu, all the preparations in the Krishna book. And it's mentioned in the Krishna book, all. And the big figure of Krishna said, anayor, anayor, or means more food. You say anayor fast, it becomes anayor, 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 becomes anayor. There's that little town, anayor. And then they were worried because he was so angry. And then they realized they didn't put Tulsi. They didn't put Tulsi. And then Krishna did Govardhan Parikram. Now, Govardhan, of course, the Govardhan Tattva, that's a little bit of the Leela. We didn't finish it because the part comes with Indra. But, but to understand Govardhan Tattva, you have to understand the science of sacred space. What makes one space better than another space? It's the facility that space gives to exchange love. Therefore, the living room is more revered than the office. And it's constructed differently. It's constructed for more intimacy. And therefore, 
you'd rather sit in your living room than your office, which is if even if you were like the president of a company, your office was organized for reverence, not sweetness. So Vrindavan is higher than Vaikuntha because it's God's home. And within Vrindavan, there are 12 forests. And of those forests, Vrindavan is the highest because Krishna had his Ras Lila there and so many things. In the forest of Vrindavan, then Govardhan is the best. And within Govardhan is Radhakun. Nidrapati buja danda chatra bhavam papadye pratihatamara driston danda devendra garba atula batula shaila shreni bupapiyame dijanigatani vasam dehi govardhan tvam anupami mani vedai ratna simhasanorsi ruhujaratara shoni joni sangesha rangai. Anyway, I used to remember this. Govardhana Partana Astakam Pramada Mandana Lila Kandare Kandare Te Rachiati Navayurnor Dwan Vanasmin Namandam Pramada Mandana Lila Kandare the Pramada, the very intimate romantic Lila Pramada Mandana Lila Kandare in each and every cave. So Govardhan facilitates the intimate Leela of Krishna because he's in Vrindavan, he's in Nandagaon, but the parents are around. So the friendship and the conjugal relationship is tempered in its spontaneity and intimacy by the parents whose mood of Krishna is anugraha, mercy. So Krishna leaves Nandagan every day and goes to Govardhan where the parents are not there and he can frolic with his friends and he has meetings with the gopis. In the Bhagavatam, the, the Govardhan is called Haridasavarya, the most excellent servant of Lord Hari because Govardhan gives its whole body to Krishna. It's the playground of Krishna. And it's a very, very special place. I had a realization many, many years ago because on Prabhupada's disappearance, I was in Govardhan, but he disappeared in Vrindavan. So the big festival was in Vrindavan. The big festival was in Vrindavan. So people say, well, why don't you go to Vrindavan? And I remember one day I was going to the disappearance festival in Govardhan where we eventually had just an all-star lineup. One year we had Radhanath Swami, Sachinandana Swami, Varijan Prabhu, Bhir Krishna Maharaj, Bhakti Vigango Swami, Keshava Bharti, Vaisheshika Prabhu. And, and because there's only about 10, 15 speakers, Keshava Bharti Maharaj, 
they really speak from their hearts about the glories of Prabhupada. Feeling the mood of separation. So I was going from my house in Govardhan to the Iskon place when I got the very saintly Mother Srimati. Can't think of anyone who's more internally absorbed, more strict, more deep in Krishna consciousness than her in the Krishna consciousness movement. She's really in another world, one of the most competent, deep persons. So she comes up and I say, what are you doing here? Prabhupada, because she's coming from Vrindavan. Don't you know that Prabhupada disappeared in Vrindavan? She said, Prabhupada may have disappeared in Vrindavan, but he eternally lives here. And then actually I remembered, I was in the room in Prabhupada's last days where Prabhupada said, take me to Vrindavan, take me to Govardhan, take me to the Govardhan. Interesting. It's a very intimate statement. Prabhupada said, take me to Govardhan. Because Prabhupada was very careful not to reveal too much about his eternal identity. He wanted the devotees to have a particular realization. Otherwise, they can misunderstand and abuse it in a worldwide movement where it's so easy to spread Sahajism which means we take these things very cheaply. But he said, I want to go to Govardhan. I want to go to Govardhan. So I thought what she said is right. Because there's a psychology. When a person is leaving the world, knowing there's no longer have to put up, they no longer have to put any up any defenses and their heart comes out. That's the story of Putina. Of course, what her heart was, was a horrible demon, but the same psychology was there. When Krishna was sucking out her life air, she, she manifests not as a nurse, but as, as a great witches. So the same way I thought Prabhupada at the end, he revealed why he wanted to go to Govardhan because he eternally resides there. And of course he eternally resides there. In, in Radha Kund, there's Sukhata Swananda Kunj, the eternal residence of Nayana Manjari, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, and Kamala Manjari, his father, Srila Bhakti Vinod Thakur. Of course Prabhupada eternally resides there. And Raghunath Das, Vishwanath Chakrabhati Thakur, Gopal Bhatta, Raghunath Bhat, Raghunath Das, Krishna's Kaviraj. They all did their bhajan in Govardhan by the side of Radha Kund. So Govardhan is really a very special place, even in terms of our connection with Prabhupada. <clears throat> Krishna loves, we love if we have a good room that facilitates our exchanges with people, then we love that room. So Krishna also loves. He loves his place. And his favorite, 
Excuse me. <coughs> I don't have a cold, but maybe some hay fever. God bless you. Thank you. I need all the blessings I can get, but I don't know if it's going to stop this for a while. So, Gobanan is a very, very special place. I forgot, but I used to know this. The the um, verses by Raghunath, I praise, I, I want to reside at Govardhan because all these wonderful pastimes and activities are eternally happening here. I'm getting every day some videos from from Govardhan. On Diwali, I got one from Bhaktivigango Swami. Chandan Sarovar lit, lit up. Definitely have a strong desire. I'm satisfied here. It's another experience. It's actually more peaceful in one sense. But in bhakti, we're not after peace. We're after love, and love is never peaceful. <laughs> so that's more our mood. Um, so back to the Leela, and then Krishna told them to, you know, they went around Govardhan Hill and Krishna told them to feed everyone, even the dogs, the dog eaters, the chandalas, whatever it is. They fed everyone a feast. And then Indra, Ishamani, Mani, thinking he's the controller, bewildered by his... position, we discussed that extensively this morning, the philosophical point, how position can cover the soul. If we think we're great, then we won't be able to recognize who is. So when you have any position of power, any position, which means facilities for control. It's a danger, it'll affect the consciousness. What to speak of the king of heaven. Describe it. Part of this pastime is is to cure the pride of Indra. And I gave the example from Brahma's prayers, or not Brahma's prayers, but a description of how Brahma felt. He felt his power was like a firefly that was relative to the environment. 
So when the sun came out, the firefly is nothing. So relative to his environment without God, then Brahma and Indra are very powerful, but when they're before God, they're nothing. So they decided, so Indra became Ishamani, thinking he's the controller, became who, you know, really upset. Who, who is, is cursing Krishna? Of course, the goddess Saraswati always takes blasphemy of Krishna by her knowledge, breaks the word up in a different way that glorifies Krishna. But he immediately, he immediately petitioned, a petition, immediately called the Sambhataka clouds, who were just waiting for the universal devastation and told them to destroy Vrindavan and teach these people a lesson. Because they're stopping the system here of tax to Indra by sacrifice. I'm doing my work. And who does Krishna think he is? And, and look at these fools. They're implicated now by believing him. So he says his clouds of universal destruction. And when the water was coming down, in pillars of water, at a particular time, you couldn't tell the difference between the high ground and the low ground. And then the water started to rise up almost to the necks of the calves. And frantically, all the residents of Vrindavan took shelter of Krishna. Even though they weren't sure he was the Supreme Lord, they had full confidence that he was this person with, the, with unlimited love and unlimited opulence. So they began to call for Krishna. Krishna, 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 hey. Krishna, 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 Rakshamam, Rama, Raghava, Rama, Raghava, Rama, Raghava, Pahimam. Krishna, 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 Keshava, Krishna. Anyway, they've been called Krishna, Pahimam, save me, Rakshamam, protect me. They took shelter of Krishna. And then the wonderful Leela is that is as easy as a child can pick up a mushroom with his left hand. With the pinky of his left hand, Krishna's mystic power and supreme, he picked up Govardhan Hill and told all the residents to come underneath. And that went on for seven days but the residents were in ecstasy. First of all, the gopis, it, it's very dangerous for them to look at another man, what to speak of Krishna. But when someone performs a heroic deed, 
then everyone is free to look at him and no one will, will suspect. So they're just looking at Krishna with such love, my lover, they're thinking in their minds, he's so wonderful. Look at him lift up that hill in the middle and he's standing with his threefold bending form. And the parents are just, oh, my son, my son, and the coward boy is my friend, my friend. The parents, my child, my child. So this love is pouring out of their hearts. And for seven days, they're able to actually, it's a very important Leela because there's very, very few Leelas in the Bhagavatam where all the Rasas, Krishna is appreciating at once. Maybe a little bit in, in uh, Killing of Kaliya. So Krishna is just amazing. So he lifts up the hill and the residents are just so satisfied. And according to their relationship, they're serving Krishna. So the gopis are just cooking constantly for Krishna. And as they're cooking, they're singing. Navaniradha nindita kanti param vasasagaranagarabhupa param shubhavankim acharusikandasikam braja krishna nidim braja rajasutam. They're glorifying Krishna and they're cooking and feeding him because motherly love is mercy. The mother feels you are my child, you'll die without me. Or So the mother has anugraha, that feeling of anugraha. Mercy requires an object of mercy. So they will not see Krishna as all-powerful. So Nanda Maharaj sees Krishna lifting up the hill. He still won't accept that he's God. He said, oh, oh, it's a mystic power. Oh, it's the cowherd boys holding up their sticks. That's holding up Govardhan Hill. And the gopis are looking at him with sidelong glances and just so much devotion and so much appreciation. And they're looking at him. And then When Krishna's holding up the hill, he's up top, so he looks down at the beautiful forms of the gopis. And from a top vision, you can imagine what he's seeing. And he looks down and he just sees the beauty of Radharani and the beauty of Lalita and the beauty of Vishaka. And he sees their, their, just, all, their appreciation of, of, of Krishna's chivalry. And it's just invoking so many sentiments. When Krishna looks down and, and, and sees the beauty of the gopis and looking from that view, he becomes so ecstatic that he begins to shake. And as the hill shakes, everyone is going, oh, oh whoa. And Balaram is laughing. And why is Balaram laughing? Because he's thinking, Krishna is God. This is nothing for him. Look at all these silly people worried. When Krishna sees Balaram laughing, he thinks 
that his elder brother caught him looking lustily at the gopis. And Krishna turns red. He's so embarrassed. He's bashful. Anyway, the lightning clouds, Krishna, uh, Indra sends his lightning clouds, their spies, his spy lightning clouds. And they come and they look and they report back. Not a blade of grass on Govardhan Hill, not an ant has been killed. In fact, I don't even see any water because Sudarshana Chakra was spinning up above and as the water was coming, it was being dried. So Indra said, oh my God. Like this. Oh my God. That wasn't an ordinary boy. That was the Supreme Lord. What an offense. Then I'll do my joke that I've done many times before, but I maybe someone here didn't get it yet. And then Indra said, I'm the worst terrorist in the world. I'm worse than Osama bin Laden. He just tried to destroy the World, te trade, te te the world trade Center, which is the center of the military industrial complex. I tried to destroy Vrindavan. And from that time on, Indra got the name of Osama Vrindavan. That's my joke. I can't hear anybody laughing, but I think you'd find it funny, except that I probably heard it before. Okay. First time I heard it, Maharaj. <laughs> okay. Is it a good joke, Bhakti Devi? Yes, yes. <laughs> Still funny, Maharaj. Still funny. <laughs> Still funny. Okay. But it, it's actually, uh, I'll tell you the what really happened, how this happened. There's one lady I was preaching to and she had a child. And, you know, her mother was Christian and she became a devotee. And her father was from a very high-end Egyptian family, so it was Muslim. So she said, you know, we're trying to figure out the name of the child. We're trying to figure out the name of the child. So I said, do me a favor. I really want to play a joke on everyone, right? I want you to write to all the people I know and tell them that you know, your father's Muslim, so you want to give a Muslim Hindu name, and that Maharaj suggested a name. And you tell him that Maharaj gave two names if it's a boy and one name if it's a girl. No, then, no, then she had a son, and she wrote that I, I, I named him Osama Brindavan. 
And I was just watching the reaction of the people because it's the politically correct world. <laughs> oh, that's very nice. That's very nice. And we really had people going for a while. They really thought that she named her son Asama Brindavan. But then I, I told, I, then I told her, you also tell her that Mars suggested other names, but you like this name better. Sadhu Hussein. And if it was a girl, Ayatollah Mohini. Okay. I'm sure everybody's hysterical now, but I'll go on with the story. Okay. Okay. Um, so Indra, you know, they came back and they told him that. He said, oh my God, I'm, I'm the worst terrorist in the world. I mean, I tried to destroy Vrindavan. What should I do? He said, well, you better consult Lord Brahma. So he went to see Lord Brahma. And he said, what should I do? Lord Brahma said, well, don't ask me. I, I made the same mistake last year. I also thought he was ordinary. I mean, I didn't try to destroy Vrindavan, but still I stole all the cows and calves. But maybe he said, I have one idea because I studied Shastra. In the Gotrama Tantra, it says that if you want to please Krishna, you want to please Krishna, you can do one of three, you can worship the cow, and you can worship the cow in one of three ways. You can feed the cow with grass, Mo Brahmanya Devaya, Go Brahmanitaya, Chajigaditaya, Krishnaya, Govindaya, Nama. You can feed, feed the cow with grass. You can massage its neck. Or you can circumambulate the cow. So if you want Krishna to be pacified, you bring the Adi Sarabi cow. So Indra rides his elephant that can uh, petition the celestial Ganges. And Krishna is in the site of Govardhan Hill and it manifests a throne. And he has an Abhishek, a, sacrament, a, a, a ceremonial bath with the Ganga flowing and the milk from the Sarabi cow. And Lord Brahma is so terrified with the offense he committed. He's just offering, please forgive me. And he's saying so many prayers, one prayer after another prayer, another prayer. And he's looking. You know, when someone, forgi when, when someone forgives you, they'll, they'll smile or they'll, they'll go, okay. But nothing, because one of Krishna's 64 transcendental qualities is that he's grave, and grave means he doesn't disclose his mind when he doesn't want to. He didn't know what Krishna was feeling. Anyway, evidently Krishna forgave him, and that water of the Ganges mixed with the Sarabi, it performed Govinda Kun, and it said in the eternal transcendental Leela, things happen for the first time that eternally happen also. Like Radha meets Krishna eternally. There's a first time where Radha sees Krishna, but it's eternal. So she's never not seen Krishna. 
this is also where Krishna got the name Govinda, the lover of the cows, the pleaser of the cows and the senses. Okay, well, that, that's a little bit Leela for today. I have Amala Vaishnav here going through my kitchen trying to figure out what we're going to make for a hill. But it's probably just going to be made out of ghee rice or olive oil rice. And I have some sweets. And uh, when I went to that farm, they, they have these squash that has no seeds in it. Butternut squash, it's called something, but no seeds. So we're slicing them up and we're going to bake them. And we also got from that garden Brussels sprouts and different things. And we'll make a stir fried vegetable and we'll make something. We'll make something. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. I got some approval about my my comedy. Jan wrote me that I'm not too far from the Catskills and they, they may need a com comedian at Krishna's. Okay. Okay, anybody like to uh, reflect on any point they like? Larry Maharaj, I, I second Jan's recommendation that you take up a life. Well, I always had this ability. <laughs> so it, 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 I love, um, I love how you call it the science of forgiveness at the beginning of class. You said the science of forgiveness is to first see if some, how culpable a person is. And that was, that really just struck me. It's like that, that way you really see is that what was the person's intention and looking at it as a science it slows you down so you can like make the decision. So thank you for that. I never thought yeah. that before. And sometimes looking what you would do in the same circumstance. Okay, good. Thank you. Anybody else like to share reflection? Okay. Anybody like to say hello and then we can end and I'll help. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Mayapur. Mayapur. Good to see you. Good to see you. <laughs> Thank you, Maharaj. It was very beautiful. I like why uh, Sri Dauji was laughing, you know, that was so nice. He, so thank you, Maharaj. <laughs> oh, Dauji. Oh, Dauji. Dauji means follow-ups. Follow-ups. I caught looking. I looking. Yes. Okay. Okay, go. What are you doing? We are doing at the home, Maharaj. We'll be um, having a feast at the home for Radha Basant Bihari. Making a hill, no? Yes, yes, yes. We, we're gonna make we make it every year, so we're gonna make it for. Well, tell me some of the preparation. I can appreciate just what I do. So we have the sweet rice, sweet rice, rabdi. We typically cook the 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 long beans. They call choli in India. That that vegetable is cooked. I mean, typically on this particular day. That is very auspicious. Then all the different savories and uh, all different kinds of uh, uh, kind of uh, the I mean snacks, some more sweets also. So I mean, um, okay. we have at least about thirty items. Thirty items will be cooked at least. Wow! Wow! Okay. So I may come in two, three weeks. 
Okay. So next Sunday, Marat, right? Next Sunday. Forget about all protocols. Your family, family. Okay. How are you going? Okay. How are you going? Thank you. Okay. Now, my point, you have to mute now. Okay. Anybody else? Say hello. Hi, Krishna. Hey, Krishna. What are you? Where are you now? Us? Yeah. We're, we're, um, this is my studio. Oh, that's your studio? Yeah, we're putting it together. Looks I'll beautiful. Okay. You, you did a nice job. It looks beautiful. Thanks. I'm going to, uh, to visit it. I will. Where, where's the hill? <laughs> There's no hill? I built the wall, but I don't have a hill. <laughs> Where is Lal Govinda? You're supposed to be I, the pundit. <laughs> I'm working on it for later. He's been doing okay. all day. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm disappointed there, but I thought Lal would be doing the puja. Okay. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm doing something later on for sure. Okay. 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 Anybody else like to say hello? Hare Krishna Maharaj, this is Sevanandini. Sevanandini, Haribo. Nice to hear from you. Good. Who else? Hey Krishna Guru Maharaj, this is Champak. Champak, where are you now? Colorado? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, well, at least you're, you're hearing about Govardhan Puja. Thank you, Guru Maharaj, for transporting us to Govardhan today. Okay, in your mind, make a big hill, okay? Okay. Anybody else? Hi, Krishna. Oh my God. Okay. Wow. Great. Hi, Krishna Garaj. It's still Kaylee. I've got everyone else here. Hi, Krishna Garaj. Hi, Krishna. Okay. I hear the whole family there. Wrong. Including Kaylee. Okay. Okay. Very good. Hi, Krishna Guru Maharaj. Thank oh. you for the class. One day we should have a grand Govardhan Puja festival. <laughs> uh oh. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. okay. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. And all the good cooks, because I've already had some of the best stuff there. Wow. <laughs> You know, can you imagine the, imagine the hill we could make with the <laughs> saffron and the, anyway, the <laughs> orange, orange blossom cookies your sister will make. And, wow. Uh, okay, one day, one day. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> we'll, all meet, we'll all meet in Govardhan one year. We'll all meet in Govardhan. Okay, anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Raja Devi, Hare Bo. Hare Thank you for the class. Thank you. Wow. Who else? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. It's Missy. Missy. Thank you for class. Okay, good. Good.
Hopefully when the pandemic finishes, we can have festivals again. Okay. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj, Toto Gopinath here. And Kishori Radha. Did you cook something special today? Not yet. Okay, not yet. Okay. Maybe a, a, a hall of a hill tomorrow. Oh, is it tomorrow? Oh, oh. Well, well no, but I, I may, we may, will we do Damodarasta come tomorrow? Perhaps I'll make a, a, oh, a hall of a hill. Okay, you're going to have that Damodarastakam. Okay. Okay. All right, I'm going to head out now. Got to check on Amala. Bunch of couple, Trubia Shakrapa, Sindhu, Baby, Chapa.